Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. If you've been anywhere online in the past two or three years, you probably have seen this man's face, and you probably know his name. It's J.P. Sears. He's a comedian. He's an author. He's got a book out called Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. It's a children's book. Go to bravebooks.com. J.P., nice to make your acquaintance. How are you? Joe, I think I'm doing pretty good for a delusional redhead. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm doing good, and great to see you, and thank you for having me on. I saw some of your early stuff, and I thought to myself, is he serious? <laughs> and then I watched the next one and I went, okay, he's definitely not being serious. Then I saw the next one and I said, holy crap, I wish I could be that funny. Because it's really that good. Do you find that people didn't get it at first? They thought that you were really this far left wing woke doofus. And then it turned out the, the joke was on them. Yeah, yeah. I it, Originally, like when I first started doing online videos, I would get that a lot. And it would just amuse me. I just, I loved it when... And look at the comment sections, people trying to understand, like, oh, I think he's serious. He's just a moron or like others are like, no, he's joking. So that kind of amused me. And, you know, my particular uh, strain of humor is satire. So Pat, yeah. part of satire is you're largely like you're you have a straight face. You're not acknowledging that you're doing humor. So. For me, that was just like a, a fun, creative expression of the satire, seeing some people confused. Have you always been that as a comedian? Did you do it just sort of where you went and you worked in front of an audience and you were just another comedian trying to find his way? Or like from birth, like when you first started talking, were you this sort of sarcastic, very dry guy that people didn't get and then they got it? Yeah, I, I've pretty much been infected since birth. I mean, ever <laughs> since I can remember into my childhood, I always had, you know, a, a pretty alive sense of humor and being satirical. I didn't even know what that word was when I was doing it as a kid, but that was just always my style, you know, say something ridiculous to the teacher with a straight face. So for me, that's just, uh, it, it's the fun way to do it. It's my natural style. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I've been a lifelong um, sufferer of uh, being infected <laughs> with uh, satiricalness. Now, I first saw you on Rumble. Is it rumble.com slash JP Sears? Is it just that? Yeah, uh, my Rumble channel, it's Awaken with JP. If you type okay. in JP Sears, I'm sure it'll come up too. Now, do, you, do you post something every day? Because, you've, because I've seen you do sort of podcast form stuff. And then, of course, the videos that, that are full satire. Yeah, uh, usually five 
five days a week uh, I'm posting and two of those are comedic sketches and there's a few commentary videos I'm doing on something topical relevant that's just happened. It's, it's just more sincere. Some comedic stuff will come out, but it's just meant to be commentary. And then also on Tuesdays, I've got a new exclusive show on rumble. It's an hour, hour, 15 minute format where my show is called lies you can trust so that's where I'm going through, you know, what happened this week, what matters to freedom minded people, what are the lies, hypocrisy and corruptions that we need to be aware of and reminding people like, what do we actually stand for rather yeah. than just getting caught in the division of what are we against? Yeah, lies we can trust. I mean, just the name of that has to come from a very creative mind. Do me a favor and show the book. It's called Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. Go to yeah. bravebooks.com. It's a children's book. Uh, I mean, is it scary? What is it? It's a it's a um, a human eating um, plant. Is that what that is? It's, yeah, it's a <laughs> Venus flytrap plant. And the whole book is all about peer pressure for kids, teaching them the consequences of betraying your heart, not doing your own thinking, but also teaching them the rewards when you do do that. And as a freedom lover, I look at you know, the past three years and realize like, whoa, we have a peer pressure problem with adults. And the adult form is called obedience. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's going to have a truly happy, meaningful, fulfilled life if they're just betraying their own thinking, betraying their heart, and obeying, going along with the peer pressure. That doesn't result in happiness. So I, this message, I'm very passionate about getting it to kids. And if there was only one thing I could instill in my son, it would be do your own thinking, follow your heart and have the courage to keep following it. And that's scary for the left in this country because, I mean, this book is so timely. When you go into, I I remember this was several years ago when Obama was still president, way before the total woke thing exploded. And I walked into some meet the teacher thing, and on the wall it said, this family supports President Obama. And I said, why is this on your wall? My child now who's in kindergarten or first grade is going to see there and say, well, my teacher does, so I should probably support Obama too. And whether you support him or not should be a decision that you make from the facts and, and from what you know that he is or isn't doing as the president. I had a real problem with that, and I actually made her take it down. Um, it, now, had it been George W. Bush or something, I, I also would have had her take it down because yeah. I don't want my child to walk in. And, and see the teacher that I'm supposed to listen to, that I'm supposed to be subordinate to, the adult that's helping me learn things says, this is good, or the pride flag makes sense, or the American flag is racist, and my child is going to learn that and believe that, right? Yeah, and, and I love your principle there of, you know, take it down if it's Obama, but also take it down if it's Bush, because you're right. standing on principle. That's what we need more of. I don't think any of us want to, at least I don't, I don't want to brainwash our children what to think. I want to teach them how to think for themselves. And God forbid, I mean, I would be setting my son up for a bad life if I just convinced him to believe everything that I think. Like, here's the guy I support, son. Now you should support him. Right. But just like you you standing on your principles in the classroom example, having an environment where our kids are encouraged to think for themselves and draw their own conclusions and realize when they're wrong and choose a better way. Isn't that what's great about having a brain that you actually get to take in the information and your son should ask you everything. Dad, why? Dad, why this? Why that? My kids, I've got five daughters. Dad, why this? Why that? We've had incredible conversations. They sometimes agree with me. They other times don't agree with me. And you know what? I'm glad because they actually made the decision from knowledge that wasn't 
biased at all. That that's what we're missing in this day and age. Literally, you've got people, and this is goes way off to off to the deep end. And you you got something on it, cool. But you've got people who have are holding the Palestine flag, saying LGBTQXYZ for Palestine. They would throw you off of a building in that part of the world. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's the irony. And it, it, sometimes when I accidentally use common sense, Joe, <laughs> I start to think like you implied. We have a brain because we're supposed to use it. If we weren't supposed Crazy. to use it, we would have the the brain the size of a parrot. Parrots parrot, they mimic. Yes. And that, that's what, you know, a lot of people are trying to tempt us to do. And you know, you you point out this wonderful example of what it looks like when people are being parrots and not using their own brain. You have the LGBTQ community saying Hey, you're an anti-Semite, screw you, but also pro-Palestine. So they're Crazy. the ones they're cheering on for the group that hates them yes. while cheering against the Jews in Israel who would actually accept them. It's just, it, we have to laugh at it. I mean, it's a serious problem and we also have to laugh at it. But it we'll go happen. crazy if we don't, right? Yeah. yeah, Oscar Wilde once said, life is too important to take seriously. And I think that's the reminder. We actually will go crazy. If we just take everything so seriously, and there's a lot of serious stuff going on, so it's easy to fall into the trap of just being so serious all the time and without realizing it, that seriousness have us has us living in a fear-based mindset, angry-based mindset, and right. good luck on having a qual- good quality of life if that's your only mental framework. Comedian, author, podcaster. He does incredible videos on Rumble and everywhere else. It's J.P. Sears. Get his book at bravebooks.com. It's called Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. It's a children's book about the Venus flytrap swallowing the kids up. And No, it's not a horror book. It's actually a lesson book, which uh, get it for your kids. Go, go and do that right now at bravebooks.com. It's a great website anyway for all sorts of incredible authors and all sorts of incredible titles. But I want this one. It looks like a great book. you got to fill me in on you getting ready to put on a swimsuit, a ladies' a women's swimsuit. And deciding that you're going to deadpan that you are now a woman, period. And by the way, ripped. You were ripped <laughs> to shreds. I'm like, the guy's ripped. What is he doing? It was so funny because, I mean, had you been a little bit out of shape, it, it would not have been as funny to me. I'm like, this is like a guy's guy. This is a dude. Look how masculine. He's nothing but testo- testosterone flowing with his beard and his, and his hair. And, uh, and you just stayed in character the entire time. When you think of doing something like that, were you apprehensive at all? Or are you like, oh, this is going to be good? Well, you know, not really apprehensive, but like when I'm, to be honest, when I'm putting on a women's swimsuit, it doesn't feel good. I've, <laughs> it, I, for me, it feels kind of gross. That's my personal truth. You think? Me. Yeah. And, but you know, the way I look at it, it, you know, I'm, I'm a creative, I'm a comedian, I'm serving the art form. I'm doing my best to listen to my heart. Like what's the message that I want to convey using language of comedy and, if that has me needing to dress up in a women's swimsuit, then I'll do that to serve my country. Just a little sacrifice. How much hate did you get, though, from from the whack jobs on the left? And by the way, uh, God bless you, because I think this was before Target offered the tuckable a lady yeah. swimwear. So you, you didn't have that benefit, I don't think. But was was it massive hate? Was it everybody laughed? Because, because listen, you and I both know gay people who are completely filled with joy and, and laughter and they've got a great sense of humor. They're not part of this organized garbage yeah. that hates people like you and me. I'll bet you got laughter from them too, but did you get a bunch of hate? I Honestly, I didn't notice hate. It, I'm sure if I scoured things enough, 
it's there to be found. But when I look at my videos, like for example, that best female swimmer in the world video, yes, the it, on the YouTube analytics, you can see the like ratio versus the dislike ratio. It's 99% likes, wow. 1% dislikes. So awesome. the, the amount of hate is relatively small. And because I realize for sanity purposes, as well as progressing forward, continuing to do my mission, I can't just stop and go lay down in the ditch of scouring negative comments online because that doesn't really serve anybody well. And it it certainly halts the mission. You know, I'm not making the next video. I'm not doing the next thing. If I'm just, what would people say? Oh my, they they said that well, screw them. Right. So I, 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 I agree with you. I started looking a little bit. I had to stop for about five years looking at any comments. Now I started doing videos on, on Instagram and, and YouTube and, and whatever, um, where I take somebody's comment that is so ridiculously stupid. Like somebody called me a, a, a dumbass pig or something yesterday about how I do the radio. And, and my response was, like you do, not as good, but deadpan, like I'm a former news anchor. I did like a news anchor response. Then I called him all sorts of filthy names with a straight face and then thanked him again for his comment. So you're right. If you can't, if you can't lighten that and if you give any weight to this guy in his wife beater tank top in his mom's basement in his underwear behind a keyboard, then you will go nuts, won't you? Yeah, you, you probably would. And, you know, I, I'm a father. I know what matters in life. When I see negative stuff, I don't feel affected at all. So I think some of us get a little more immune to that kind of thing. Yeah. But even just going to look for it, it's a waste of time, even if it doesn't affect you. But by the way, Leah Thomas said he'd still kick your ass in the pool. He probably would. I'm Man, just going to put it out there. Joe, I would be ashamed of myself if I actually competed in women's sports. I'd be finishing like 29th. I would just be the shame of the women's sporting competition. Well, we would have to pick and choose. I don't think you're going to beat Riley Gaines swimming, but but I mean, if, if weightlifting, I would kill her. Weightlifting, come on. It would be kind of easy. It's J.P. Sears. Get his book. It's called uh, Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. J.P., show it to us again if you don't mind. Absolutely, and she is available at bravebooks.com if you'd like to check it out. The Snapfest Challenge. Now, again, the premise is you can't take seriously all of those who are biting at you all day. Is that the deal? Yeah, it's it's looking at the the peer pressure coming at you, and you know this children's story. It takes place in the landscape of social media, the Snapfest Challenge, and we hear all the time of these kids doing these dumb things like the latest TikTok challenge, and some of them be, can become absolutely dangerous. But also, it's a good illustration of peer pressure at hand. So we adapted that, you know, real life phenomenon into a um, fictional children's story. I love it. Uh, go and get this. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Bravebooks.com. Let me ask you this: When you started doing this, like me, you probably had nobody watching, nobody listening, nobody liking, nobody sharing, nobody anything. What was the point where you said, "Wait a second, I can really do this for a living"? It was there some? Was it the? the it wasn't the world's fastest female swimmer was it it was way before that where i saw you yeah it's you know i i started making comedy videos a little over nine years ago nine years ago wow and and it was after you're about an overnight success jp yeah like <laughs> it seems like it doesn't i mean like all of a sudden you're the biggest thing on the planet nobody realizes the hard work it takes in nine years yeah and that's like a universal principle anyone you see who's successful you might fool yourself into thinking they're an overnight success but they're not it's just you notice them overnight uh, but you don't see the 10,000 hours uh, that right. went into 
you know, shaping them and when nobody noticed them. But it was after about a year of making videos that it first dawned on me, like, I think I'm starting to realize this is sustainable and it could keep growing into being something that I never really imagined. And then after about another year, so two years into it, I quit my day job, which was health coaching, personal training. It was nice. work that I absolutely loved, very rewarding. But the the comedy channel just kept growing, a lot of opportunities, and then doing my best to follow my heart. It was calling me like, yeah, take the risk of letting go of this thing you were doing that's really good to embrace something that might be really great. He is Awaken with JP everywhere on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Rumble. Again, Awaken with JP. Get this book, bravebooks.com. He is um, uh, JP Sears. Chomp, chomp, chomp is the name of the book. I'll just give you one quick anecdote that you didn't ask about. But I've been in broadcasting since 1989, right? So I've been in broadcasting almost uh, almost 35 years. I was at Planet Fitness the other day. Uh, it, it, I probably should even mention the name of a guy. I normally say Man at Mittness on my show because they don't sponsor the show and I'm not allowed to grunt in the, in the, in the gym. And a lady comes up and says, Joe Pags. They say, yeah. I'm like, yes, I finally arrived. The lady of Planet Fitness knows who I am. She said, I love your videos on Instagram. She went, come on. She yelled, come on at me, which is what I do at the end of my videos. JP, I've focused on Instagram for nine months. So <laughs> she knows me from that. And I've worked 35 years to get that recognition or get somebody to like what I've done. So I completely not only understand what you're saying, but I've lived it times four, um, you know, as far as the length of time that it takes. But that's really what it is, isn't it? All of a sudden they go, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, you have to reach a critical mass. And, but, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think whatever it is that you do, I do, someone else does. If you want to grow it into something big, you have to be willing to do it for the sake of your own joy of doing it because there's no reward or there's no guarantee that. There's no reward for a long time either. None (laughs) for a long time. Then all of a sudden you get it. Absolutely. JP, you and I have to make a deal right now in front of my audience. 170 stations, five to six million listeners, and all the video people that'll see this. You and I have to go to Planet Fitness one day and grunt as we work out. I would love that. Uh, I look forward to bringing that toxic masculinity into a place that probably actually needs it. That's a so, video. Deal. <laughs> all right, brother. Hey, good luck on the book, bravebooks.com, chomp, chomp, chomp. Go and consume everything this guy does. He's hilarious and so needed. Thank God for JP Sears. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. All right, man. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Glad to get to know JP Sears a little bit. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview. I certainly did. That's for sure. Let's do some pop culture. I right, Polo, talk to me. So have you seen these interviews and comments that Jada Pickett-Smith has been doing lately? 
I've heard the nonsense about they, they've been separated for seven years or something. Is she the one that's starting that? Yes. She, she said that, and I guess she was getting interviewed by Hoda Kotbe, or okay. however you say her name. Kotbe, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I guess she's promoting a new memoir that's getting ready to come out. Um, and she she's mentioned that. And then she also mentioned that she was shocked that Will Smith called her his wife after slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. Like, she was shocked about that. She wasn't this, uh, shocked about the slapping, but yeah. She's an idiot. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. Go to you. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.